Hello, everybody. It's Nora McInerney. This is an episode of our podcast that is available in its entirety over at TTFA Premium. TTFA Premium is our subscribers only feed where uh, we put bonus content, where we put ad free episodes, where we put some full length guest interviews. It is a way to financially support our show. And if that is something that you are interested in doing and able to do, it is a couple bucks a month and you can sign up at ttfa.org slash premium. That's ttfa.org slash premium. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, this is Nora McNerney, and you are listening to an episode of TTFA Premium, and I thank you so much for being a subscriber and helping us make this show that we love. I am, as you may know, a little bit of a worrier. Worrying is my varsity sport. If I had a nickel for every time my chest froze and anxiety over an imaginary future or even a very probable one, I would be a rich, rich woman. I would be diving into a pool of money like Scrooge McDuck. I'd be doing the backstroke in there, baby. I am also, as you may have noticed, also a pretty happyish person. I love to laugh. <laughs> Who says? I love, unlike you, I love to laugh. Some people hate it, but not me. I'm goofy. I love the absurd. I call the Venn diagram of my personality the life of the party pooper because honestly, ask anyone who I went to college with. I loved to party, but I'm also very likely to get into a deep discussion of somebody's deepest, darkest secrets or fears at a gathering intended to celebrate a sporting event or where everyone is wearing a dumb costume. And I gravitate towards people who have this same kind of personality, a brick tied to a balloon. I love writing that captures this kind of melancholy, but also gives me what I call church giggles, where you're trying to stifle a laugh to not wake up the person sitting next to you, and it just makes it worse. Mary Laura Philpott, and yes, Mary Laura is her first name. She has two first names. She is wealthy in first names, is one of those people. She's the author of a book I've mentioned on the show before, I Miss You When I Blink, and the author of the new book, Bomb Shelter, Love, Time, and Other Explosives. It explores the uncontrollable essence of life, the unrelenting passage of time, and just the reality of being a deeply feeling person in this world. Here is my conversation with Mary Laura, and of course, we're starting with Brains. I am so glad to see your face. It's so, to be shallow, so beautiful. You're so beautiful. You have the best smile. You make me automatically happy. <laughs> I'm so happy to see you. Every time, I think I think of you so often for so many reasons. I mean, chief among them, just the phrase terrible, thanks for asking. But I always remember running into you in the airport when you were leaving Nashville to go back home and I was leaving to go where you were going. And we were on the same flight and we got to sit and hang out and yes. have smoothies together. And that was so fun. I, I think about that too. And I feel like it wasn't long after that, that your son had a seizure. I feel like it was really it had, soon after. It had already it happened. It had just happened. Okay. But I was so compartmentalized at that time that I had like built the firewall in my brain. And it was like, this part of my brain goes out in the world and does my work and continues as if the world is still spinning in the right direction. And this half of my brain is on fire. I love brains. 
I love brains. They are the worst little computer that ever existed and yet so magical because they allow us to sort of keep some sort of folder system. You can kind of have a firewall until you can't. And I was going to start our conversation with a quote from you, a quote from your new book that I underlined and highlighted and turned the page over because it was the best description of my brain that I've ever heard. And I wasn't sure how you were able to describe my brain so well, where you wrote, my brain has always served up an overflowing junk box of worries and trivia to sort as soon as I lie down and resume sorting immediately upon waking up. Isn't it weird how brains do that? Like all day long, you function, 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 and then you go, now rest. And that's when your brain's like, hold on. I've got this hefty bag full of weird garbage and you can only deal with it now and it must be dealt with. Oh, yes. What was in your junk drawer last night? Last night, (laughs) this is so weird, but it's true. I was sort of dreaming as I fell asleep. You know, that thing where you're you're falling asleep and you're still like one-tenth awake, but nine-tenths your brain is like, let's think of some bad things that could happen. And so I imagined... Um, going to take my little beagle, Eleanor Roosevelt, on a walk, and that when I went down to clip the leash onto her collar, I saw blood on her neck, and I realized in that moment, this terrible dream moment, that (laughs) this isn't even a thing that can happen, (laughs) that she was so old that her blood was just seeping through her skin. (laughs) That's not medically possible, I don't think. She's got a leak. I think what I was, here's what my brain was doing, Nora. Here's exactly what my brain was doing. I watched a scene in a TV show a few weeks ago. Have you by any chance watched For All Mankind no. on Apple TV? No. Okay. It's great, but it's super heavy. It, um, only when yeah. you are at yeah. your healthiest, watch it. It's, it's very stressful. It's, yeah. It's set in the space program, but I watch it and I study it because, you know, one day I'm going to need to know what to do in space. And there was a scene where somebody went out of outside the capsule on the moon or whatever planet they were on and their suit tore. And that is what happened. The, the blood started coming through their skin. And so my brain was like, oh, were you going to go to sleep? Well, let me remind you, this thing you saw in a completely fictional TV show could happen to your pet. How the hell's that? You want to keep sleeping now? <laughs> Lasting, I had a similar moment, but it's more like I will just get consumed with worries that are not mine to have. And I was very concerned as I was sort of trying to fall asleep that a catalog based business that I frequented, I don't know, that I, I supported, that supported me truly uh, all through high school and college because they sold like sneakers and always like large sizes. And I've, you know, what I've decided to call long foot. And I was concerned last night that they might not make it in this 21st century where everything's online. And I thought, have I ordered from them recently and should I? Because they're based in Wisconsin. So I just assume that they're, you know, a good Midwestern company. I don't know anything. I just assumed that the only thing keeping the wheels on this organization was me. It's you. Have you done enough to save them? And if not, could you do it right now? Could I do it right now? And honestly, I might write that down because it's like, you know, God, the boys did need shoes. Did I buy them from there? I don't know. Um, You know, I just bought a pair of Air Forces. I bought them directly from Nike. Was that the right choice? I don't know. Nike needs you too, Nora. You're you're keeping Nike afloat. I'm the linchpin to all of this. What was your drunk drawer like when you woke up this morning, Mary Laura? (laughs) This morning, I was thinking I needed to take my 16-year-old, my daughter, 
to take her driver's test. And I was, rather than looking at my calendar to see what time the appointment was with the DMV, I was guessing and then telling myself all my guesses were wrong. So I woke up going, it's at 11. <gasps> no, it's 10. No, it's 8. And you missed it. No, it's noon. And I all I needed to do was look at my phone and go, oh, it's 11. Mm. Okay. But I was going through all the possibilities of how wrong it could go if I picked the wrong time. Because it was actually yesterday. So... <laughs> Right. And I've heard the wait list is crazy long. So it's like you cannot miss your appointment because you might not be able to get another one for a years. You have to years. do it way in advance. Yeah. And, you know, today is when she has spring break. And so it's like if you don't do it today, she won't get her license till she's 40. And I have and to ask. It it's all on me. Is she going back to school a licensed driver? Mm-hmm. She made it. She made it. She parked the car. She went around the block. She also got a compliment, I have to say, for being a very polite young lady. I love that. I failed my first test. Me too. <laughs> Hard. I ran over the plastic pedestrians. But then I was okay. I, I passed it the second time. I hope Same. you did as well. The second time was the charm. I was under the impression nobody could pass the first time, but I've been told by numerous people that it is possible and mm -hmm. I just didn't achieve it. And I'm fine with that. I don't think that at any point should a person who directly after failing a driver's test rides her bike into a pole should be <laughs> <laughs> should be handed the keys to like a 2000 pound death machine i think i think they made the right choice for myself <laughs> for the other people on the road so one of the things about you about me about people like us i would describe myself as the life of the party pooper, like I will go to a party, possibly if I was ever invited, and I could really bring up the energy in the room. I could do a, you know, like a 45 second keg stand back in the day and or and or, you know, we we contain multitudes. I might just spend my time in the corner uh, letting a person weep to me about their deepest, darkest secrets. You have this very same sort of buoyancy and this underlying sense of, I don't, is foreboding too strong of a word? No, I think it's exactly right. Or dread would be good or um, terror. I have sort of a simmering terror setting going at all times. At the same time, I am running around with pom-poms, just yay, cheering everyone on. And it's all going to be great. It's going to be fine. We're all going to die. Maybe not soon but maybe soon, you don't know. It's it's at the same time. And I have been that way my whole life. And it's just depending on what I'm going through, the balance shifts. And sometimes one kind of pulls more weight than the other. And sometimes they're in conflict with each other, as they are in, in many of the events in Bomb Shelter. But they've always both been there. Thanks for listening to this preview of TTFA Premium. If you like what you heard, if you want more, if you want to support our show financially and you're able to do so, you can head over to ttfa.org slash premium for access to all this and more. It's a couple bucks a month. If you're able to do it, we appreciate it. If you can't, I still appreciate you, truly. So that's ttfa.org slash premium. See you there.